Okay, good morning. Uh, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, December 15, 2021. For those in uh, fourth density listening in after several uh, decades or perhaps uh, centuries, uh, hello. Yes, this is an important time. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, uh, it seems that uh, December 13th, two days ago, uh, was the uh, unrecognized 11th year memorial, or 11, not memorial, but 11th year of the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel, looks like the first upload was December 13, 2010. So 11 years ago, almost to the day. So uh, there are 11 years of talks, nearly 960. And... Um, Thank you for listening. I'm glad you're here, and I appreciate the opportunity, or I enjoy this very much myself. And again, make sure that uh, if you... Uh, YouTube keeps uh, sort of asking me to verify identity, um, but that may... I think I've found a way of working with that that uh, YouTube Studio likes. So that may not be a problem in the future, but it may be. So in any case... Um, you might want to bookmark the alternate sites, particularly TWSMandelker.com. And um, the more um, relevant to current events talks are on, I think it's Playlist 17, Comments and Reflections. And I just put a featured one there of uh, karmic... Um, Global Death Rebirth, Karmic Law, Karmic Load, Karmic Law and Load uh, from 2013, eight years ago. Uh, just put that featured on the homepage of that other site. That also comes from Playlist 17, Comments and Reflections. So that's where all the talks on Apocalypse and Armageddon and Apotheosis and uh, 3D End Times and this series of Mandala on Mind and all that. So... The other site is useful, and um, I also was able to figure out how to correctly configure MP3s so that it'll stream there, too. Uh, I think it's enough with the Mandala of Mind talks last week and the week before. Uh, levels of consciousness or um, functions of mind, how that relates to the seven rays and the main work of the five rays of consciousness or self-consciousness being two, three, four, five, six, and the importance of green ray in the middle. Uh, today, I want to start in on another uh, smaller series of talks back to eschatology, back to the present of what seems to be 3 end times. I was listening to a talk on a Rumble channel of a couple of um, Jewish rabbis, younger fellows in their 40s, I would say, um, talking about the Jewish eschatological or end times teachings and what they see going on in the world today. And found a very interesting link from the Chabad, organization, which is Orthodox 
Judaism, uh, where, you know, some part of it is, some part of their, the bulk of their teachings, which is cosmology, another part is eschatology or end times, another part is, you know, supremacist perhaps, <laughs> and that's another matter, okay, um, so there are some significant differences in Judaism, and then Orthodox Reform, and then Christianity, and then Catholic versus Protestant, and then the third of these desert religions being Islam. But uh, from what I know, which is minor, um, for a thousand years, Islam had a, a very rich eschatology about the end times. For 2,000 years, Christianity had a very rich eschatology about the end times, like Book of Revelation and some other sources that I want to bring in today. For 3,000 years, um, all this is approximate, Judaism had some teachings on eschatology and end times. So 3,000 years old, 2,000 years old, 1,000 years old, uh, each of these Abrahamic traditions has a lot to say about the end times. And the interview I was listening to referenced the basic point that, yeah, uh, the Jewish tradition, or at least what Chabad is accessing of the Hebrew tradition, whether you use Hebrew or Jewish does you know the detail of the nomenclature secondary i know about that but let's just <laughs> take it easy uh, hebraic religion 3000 years ago or 2500 years ago plus seems to have had an eschatology not a heck of a lot different than the christian as well and so christian term messiah associated with the hebrew tomb term mashiach associated with the Aramaic root um, is uh, Meshisha, Meshish, Meshisha or Meshiah. So Meshiah became Mashiach, Hebrew, associated with the English term Messiah. Whether it's, you know, the raw material take on that is it's not that Jesus himself comes back, but those of his vibration, meaning the beginning of fourth density and those of Green Ray um, help um, usher in the New Age. And I think that's um, to be expected. That's, um, you can bank on that. And so the different religions, the three Abrahamic, have their own take on end times. Some of it is uh, sort of, you could say, sectarian, uh, meaning uh, those of our group will be the chosen or the remnant or inherit the new earth. Uh, but we can, I do, expand that out to those of sufficient, you know, positivity. Those uh, 51%, serve it other, the, of any religion or no religion is the metaphysical, spiritual view, non-religious, that the religious, I think, has understanding, some aspects uh, understanding of. But <clears throat> what these two guys, the rabbis in there, talking about the current uh, difficulties, were saying is, one of them was saying, a guy named Hananiah Weissman, you can find him on Rumble, very interesting, good man, is that he took some solace and comfort in the fact that this is inevitable. What, what we're seeing now when we're talking about tyranny or uh, genocide or totalitarianism, uh, a lot of death and a lot of suffering, a lot of confusion and uh, deliberate distortion and reversal of reality and the war on mind and the war on body and the uh, 
war on um, love and God, uh, rampant materialism. This was expected for thousands of years in the Jewish tradition and in the Christian tradition and in the Islamic tradition for at least a thousand years. And I found a page from Chabad that I want to start with. Um, the title of it is Ikvot Meshisha or Meshika, the time immediately before Mashiach. So the Aramaic again is Meshicha or Meshia. Meshiah, Aramaic or Meshicha, goes to Hebrew Mashiach or Moshiach. Uh, the time before the before dimensional shift. And this is not the whole of their teaching, but it's very useful. It's totally in line with the Christian. And I want to bring in then the Christian as, from before. This all um, bears repeating because we're going to be going through the end times for uh, possibly the entirety of our incarnation because what the end times leads to is dimensional shift or the end of the age and the beginning of the new um, and uh, not that many of us will be here for fourth density uh, so we're going to be facing end times phenomena till the end of our lives most likely so after the Chabad um, reference and teaching I want to bring in back to 2 Thessalonians 2 talking about uh, the man of lawlessness, the mystery of lawlessness. And then Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, or 3, 4. I can't always figure out these. It's like 2 Timothy 4, 3. So it's 2 Timothy 4, uh, 3, plus a few other verses. And, and then the interlinears of those. And then... Um, you know, talk more on the heart of this title of this talk, which uh, has a provisional title, which you'll see as the final title, which is End Time Survival, uh, Trust and Integrity. End Time Survival, Trust and Integrity. Uh, because a lot of people are talking about surviving and prospering through, you know, the dollar collapse surviving and prospering uh, the New World Order or the Great Reset. Well, uh, the body won't survive. <laughs> There's no physical survival for anyone in any time period, ever, in third density. There's no physical survival. And so one view is, we're all going to die. Well, yes and no. <laughs> the body, all bodies will die, of course. People don't want to hear that. I mean, it's not a nice thing to say because uh, even if we're suffering or we have <laughs> lots of misgivings about being here, it's a big loss leaving here. Leaving here and having loved ones leave here is a loss in no matter when, no matter how. Okay, so no one likes loss of the beloved. No one likes the loss of the familiar and the comfortable or the stable um, but all incarnation ends in death of the physical. So um, it's not going to cut it, in my view, to be seeking um, survival unless one has a spiritual perspective. And so there's no physical survival. So what 
can survive. What can survive is is um, the inner qualities of integrity, or the heart of uh, integrity and trust. Trust, based in um, authenticity and integrity, will survive. Can survive. We can survive death. Because well, I mean, we do. You know, survive physical death, but. Um, those that, you know, endure till the end shall be saved, so says some portions of the Christian New Testament. Uh, saved. Well, this is not necessarily a harvest for wanderers. I mean, it is not a harvest for wanderers. It's a harvest or dimensional shift or final judgment, uh, separation of the wheat and the tares, the good seed and the bad seed, the harvesting of the crop, in the field of third density, space-time, through the incarnation or through the cycle, the harvest of the crop, those that graduate and those that don't. This is not our graduation, or we're here observing the graduation and the harvest, but we're not, we're in the field, but not of the field. We're of the harvest, we're of this field of crop, of souls evolving in third density, but we're not from it. We're, we're in it, but not of it in the world, but not of it. You know, like Yeshua said, I am from above, you're from below. Uh, wanderers are from above, and 3D natives are from here, or from this level of uh, consciousness development. And nobody's better or worse. Absolutely not. Meanwhile, one should be clear if one's a wanderer or not. One should be clear uh, what um, what's going on on the outer as much as we can, so we can make peace with these end times. And um, I don't think that it's a time when one should, one should have realistic expectations. One should, you know, like I say, expect reality. Uh, assess clearly uh, what can be determined with certainty, what can be determined as certain, and then uh, probable or near certain, and then possible, which means it could be, but not sure. And then not so likely. So likely and prob- likely is probable. Not quite likely, um, but possible is the next level down. Uh, I really don't know, goes down further, quite unlikely or not possible or impossible. Impossible means 100% certainty cannot. Well, with 100% certainty, we know we'll, we'll be leaving this world at a certain time. With 100% certainty, I think we can say, I say we're in the end times, meaning the final period of third density. Now, that could last <laughs> a century or two. Unfortunately, I don't know. Ra's talking about 100 years, 700 years in terms of a certain type of adjustment. Who can say, right? When no man shall know the hour. And there's a, the Chabad group has a certain take on that. The Christian has a certain take on that. The Islamics have a certain take on that. Clearly we don't know. It, it, there's, it's certainly uh, uncertain. <laughs> Uncertainty as to when dimensional shift will happen is certain. It's certainly not, uh, we're, I'm not capable of knowing it. Lots and lots and lots of humans, <laughs> sect leaders, have predicted the end of the cycle. 
um, countless times historically, and they're all been wrong. So, and some goofy New Agers will say, we're already in fourth density, the New Agers here, we're on a different timeline. Well, <clears throat> I still see wars and rumors of wars, you know. And I still see a lot of suffering and uh, what looks like uh, soft kill, genocide, and tyranny uh, all over the place. So don't tell me we're only in fourth density and uh, what I'm not seeing, what I'm seeing is not real. Well, yes, we're in fourth density, but we're still in third two. So it's certain that we can't say when it will end. I think it's certain that it'll get worse before it gets better. Uh, it's not certain what we personally will experience in the next, in the, for the rest of our lifetime. Things, there may be a, a death, rebirth, uh, beautiful um, transformation, metamorphosis of humanity soon or not in our lifetime. Some people are having a terrible time now. Terrible, terrible. And some people are not. Uh, there's no certainty to all that. But I think there can be certainty uh, of the nature of the time period. And what will survive is what we take with us. What we take with us survives. And those are qualities of consciousness. Particularly qualities of green, blue, indigo. And trust and integrity, which I'm going to get into in terms of definitions and ramifications, uh, I think are two of the primary qualities because integrity actually means uh, accord with our own values. So just uh, maybe I'll do a first pass on this. From the uh, Wikipedia on it, they say the word integrity evolved from the Latin adjective integer, which means whole or complete, and integer from the Wikipedia or from the, the, the etymology uh, as an adjective, integer, <clears throat> complete, whole, intact, uninjured, sound, and healthy. And so we can die complete and uninjured. <laughs> we can die or leave here, right? The body will die. And so that, that's easy to say, we'll die. But that's not really correct. The body dies. We don't die. I doesn't die. I is not of the body, or it's it's in the body, but not of the body. It's not made by the body. It's prior to and will be subsequent to the body. Consciousness precedes matter, right? So uh, before there was matter, <laughs> there was uh, intelligent infinity. And we therefore can survive and leave complete and whole, intact, uninjured, sound, and healthy, in mind, in spirit, in consciousness. <clears throat> and that's the point. And so we can live with integrity, we can leave uninjured, uh, if we stay to <clears throat> the qualities of uh, the values that we know that we claim to hold. And so going on, it's a very interesting thing. I mean, defining terms that we use flippantly uh, is very useful. Some bird activity in the bamboo. <laughs> there are many cute little birds at this time of year. 
in this context it goes on, integrity is the inner essence, inner sense of wholeness, <clears throat> deriving from qualities such as honesty and consistency of character, right? Truthfulness, accuracy, honesty, uh, morality. So, uh, inner sense of wholeness, meaning mind, spirit, <clears throat> essential wholeness, coming from honesty and consistency. And then it says, final of the first paragraph, as such one may judge that others, quote, have integrity to the extent that they, and we'll talk about us, act according to, <clears throat> according to the values, beliefs, and principles they claim to hold. So it's an... It's a resonance between uh, the walk, you know, it's walking your talk. Walking one's talk means um, demonstrating, uh, demonstration in speech and behavior, physical behavior, of our thought and belief and values. So values, beliefs, and principles remaining true to our values, beliefs, and principles. Being... <clears throat> oh, lovely. Yes, yes. Come on, baby. So, n number one... <laughs> this talk is not favored by the negatives, by the way. I've found a little resistance along the way. Uh, we have to recognize we have values and principles. Now, it comes out of our beliefs, and so you got to work, you know, right view is number one. <clears throat> Lovely. Just a moment. Just a moment, I will close my window. The devil uses a chainsaw. It's just the planet, you know? you got to have a strong... I need to have a strong stomach. So, this is a land of, you know... This is the school of hard knocks. And uh, disruption, disturbance, discordance, and all the other words, starting with a D, happen again and again and again. Dukkha and death and dismay and despair and dismal and dark and doom. All the D words. Yes, indeed. The four is uh, of uh, 3D space-time here. Yep, yep, yep. So, the point is, we have beliefs. We ought to know what they are. <laughs> From our beliefs come our values and our principles. We ought to know what they are. Uh, right view is number one in the Eightfold Path in Buddhism. And so, right view is critical, which means know what you believe. And then, if possible, know what you value and what your principles are. Your principles, our principles are our values. We must know our values and our principles to remain true to them. And that's integrity. And trust is critical to that. Self-trust and then higher trust or a trust, um, trust the plan. Ho, ho. Um, yeah, logoic plan. Not a human plan. Logoic plan. But that, you know, requires some struggle. Uh, you know, like they say, the word jihad is called struggle. That the, the real struggle is internal. Absolutely. And so the real struggle is to know ourselves honestly, 
to know where we're confused and where we are not to know what we believe and the degree to which our beliefs are are sound and and based in reality <laughs> objective reality outside of personhood and outside belief you know preference this the the heresy of this phrase i don't want to believe it <laughs> which is a lot of action now so um knowing what we believe knowing um how clear or confused we are. <laughs> if you don't want to think, don't think. It's a real a lot of action here now. This is what happens, you know. Sometimes I go into meditation and then all these sounds appear. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the notion of trust as that which may survive or a, a crucial portion of integrity being not only self-trust, but trusting that what we're facing in the world was expected for the last 3,000 years. Uh, that's where they came from. The two rabbis, Hananya Weissman and his uh, interviewee, this is part of what they were talking about, which is that uh, it's been long prophesied and predicted and expected that the end of the cycle would be very difficult. Uh, that it seemed that, that, that what we're seeing in the world is of the prediction. In a certain sense, that there's some very deep root that one can find here. <laughs> it's not just, yes, it was predicted. Yes, those religions, all three of them, Judaic, Hebrew, uh, Christian, New Testament, Islamic, eschatological, um, were um, in line with the Logos to be able to know the future, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 years in advance, to know the qualities of society and uh, individual experience, um, the nature of uh, morality, polarity, struggle of good and evil, struggle of love and control that would be associated with the end times. Not only did they know it, not only did that, does that, is that a feather in their cap or a um, basis for respecting uh, those who could see it. I mean, the, the whole tradition is not the same as one particular seer seeing the end times, but there's some respect to be accorded those who can see a thousand, two thousand, three thousand years into the future. Now, but the, the, the root here that I think is important is it, it seems like it couldn't have been otherwise. The world as we're facing it today, which to me seems like a, a proliferation of evil and hypocrisy and deception and deliberate harming and cold-heartedness and, um, you know, illogicality and hypocrisy, dot, dot, dot. It couldn't have been other than it is. It couldn't have been otherwise. It, it, we were, we were, we've been approaching this for the last 3,000 years. This planet has been approaching what we're experiencing for the last, for thousands of years. 
it's been known thousands of it's been known for the last 3000 years that what we're facing would be uh what is now was known to come to be inevitable inevitable the uh good seed and the bad seed left to continue growing in the field of the 3d cycle uh it was there was no other way it could have been than just as it is now and so so let me jump in and that, but but that trust knowing that or considering that idea and you can decide for yourself what to think considering that idea is associated with the importance of trust trust means i mean i don't like what's going on either um but i have some trust that it seems that it couldn't have been otherwise and that that is a little bit reassuring <clears throat> i mean i do my best i hope you do your best let's all do our best every day um meanwhile the best of the confederation ross said the best efforts of the wanderers and the adepts and the confederation nevertheless it'll the the harvest is low there are few to harvest yeah there are few to harvest right exactly and there's a whole lot of darnell <clears throat> poison intoxicant um evil and um animalization and uh, degradation <laughs> many words starting with d uh present in the collective at the current time so from the habad ikvot meshicha or meshia meshia i think is is a nicer from the aramaic meshia the time immediately before mashiach or moshiach or messiah and it writes just a few paragraphs the time appointed by gd because they don't actually spell out god So the time appointed by GD meaning logos yeah just keep on rocking for the messianic redemption is a closely guarded secret yeah you know when you when you when i when you um shine light hard here the negatives get all potutsed potutsed as they say <clears throat> it's just that way you know this is a stronghold of evil this world no question about it and i think the the real big picture one of the elements in the big picture is orion maybe losing the solar system hmm. so we'll rock on through the time appointed by gd for the messianic redemption is a closely guarded secret nonetheless we are offered many hints to recognize its proximity when certain conditions come about we or await the imminent coming of mashiach meaning the messiah or the dimensional shift by the way ikvot mesia actually from aramaic means the footsteps or heels of messiah <laughs> the heels means the sound of the footfall of the approaching messiah so yeshua and the confederation is approaching logos is approaching logos rising uh the footfalls are audible in the uh in the chainsaw in the chainsaw yeah right the chainsaw just like all the 
D-word adjectives of the current end times, uh, the demise and the decay and the degeneration and the self-degradation of the collective. Um, this is the sound of the footfalls of the Messiah returning. How about that? Going on, most of these conditions are quite disturbing, with a D, clearly displaying a situation of the very, quote, bottom of the pit. And that's a phrase, bottom of the pit. And the note on this one um, relates this to the principle from Midrash, Tehillim, and Zohar. You know, so there's some good stuff in this, all that stuff that is normally criticized. That the darkest moments of the night are immediately before daybreak. And yeah, that's right. The very coldest temperature here is about 6 a.m. It's already starting to get light in the sky. But, or, or the, the, the light comes before the absolute darkest. And the temperature hits bottom um, right before the sun comes up. And so this is the bottom of the pit. This is called hitting bottom. Humanity is hitting bottom. 3D humanity, earth repeaters, the, the uh, good seed and the bad seed, the field of the harvest is hitting bottom. This is it. No further down to go. And obviously it's going to go down further before it goes, starts going up. Although we can already hear the footsteps. Um, we can already um, sense the sun approaching the horizon while it hasn't yet you know, broken the horizon coming. Going on, one major source describes the world condition in those days, uh, meaning these days, as follows. Increase in insolence and impudence, this is shamelessness, oppressing inflation, economic, unbridled irresponsibility on the part of authorities, Centers of learning will turn into bawdy houses. Wars, many destitutes begging with none to pity them. Wisdom shall be putrid. <laughs> right? The uh, abundance, uh, abundance ideologies. The pious shall be despised. Truth will be abandoned. The young will insult the old. Family breakup with mutual recriminations and impudent leadership. This impudent is not pudent, non-pudent. It actually means shameless. And shamelessness is obviously um, muchly growing. Next paragraph. Other sources add lack of scholars, succession of troubles and evil decrees, famines, mutual denunciations, Right? We see this in families. Epidemics of terrible diseases. Mm -hmm. Poverty and scarcity. Cursing and blaspheming. International confrontations of nations provoking and fighting each other. In short, it will be a time of suffering that will make it look as if GD, Logo, God or Logos, were asleep. These are the birth pangs of Meshiah bearable only in anticipation of the bliss that follows them. Uh, and there's a quote here. When you see a generation ever dwindling, hope for him, 
When you see a generation overwhelmed by many troubles as by a river, await him. And this comes from Sanhedrin. So how about that? In the Talmud they talk about this. When you see nations fighting each other, look to the feet of Mashiach. Mashiach. And that's from Bereshit Rabbah. So there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, and so then it's the next paragraph says, uh, Little wonder that some sages, Jewish rabbis over the ages, expressed apprehensions about those days in terms of, quote, let Mashiach come, but let me not see him. <laughs> this guy said, I don't want to be here. So, yeah, even rabbis have this view of uh, better not to be in this world at that time. The prevailing attitude, however, is to await his coming, meaning the coming, in spite of all, even if thereafter we shall merit no more than sitting, quote, in the shadow of his donkey's dung. Okay. The shadow of his donkey's dung. Um, I'm not sure about that, but uh, we got to do what we got to (laughs) do. And uh, we're, we're waiting with some trust that we have some solid, certain understanding of the current time and where it's going and where we're going. Uh, and then, you know, the final points here, um, the troubles and agony of Hevre Mashiach, birth pangs of Mashiach, Mashiach, Mashiach. Uh, this is, yeah, birth pangs and footsteps, footfalls um, approaching. However, the troubles and agony are not unavoidable, but actually they seem to actually be unavoidable. What is man to do to be spared the pangs of Mashiach? Let him engage in Torah and acts of loving kindness. Well, that's it, you know, loving kindness, right? Loving kindness, uh, metta, green, blue, indigo. That's it. You want to avoid it, but we're not. Sorry, it's impossible. And so it is as it had been predicted to be. It's inevitable. This is a very important point, at least to consider. Uh, and I think we can come to some certainty that it is actually, it, was, it has been unavoidable. Why? Because this group of souls simply can't um, hold um, consistently a desire to, to self-develop. Self-correction um, is painful. Self-development requires self-correction, requires self-inquiry, aham vichara. So self-inquiry in the more common mundane sense, psychological self-understanding, taking responsibility, acknowledging um, when I made mistakes, when I hurt people, when I hurt myself, when I made a, when I was mistaken and wrong, how my views now are immature or undeveloped, uh, how much further there is to go, that there's a path, that I have some development, and there's um, unending development ahead for me, for you, for all. Well, 3D souls don't do that. The Confederation, I think, you know, we can say the Confederation has screwed up over the millennia. Uh, certainly technology transfers were a real screw-up. But actually, um, that, the, the degradation and despair and um, 
dismay and doom and dark conditions of the end times were predicted for a thousand, two thousand, and three thousand years from the Abrahamic traditions, to me gives a sense that it couldn't have been otherwise. So, um, you know, that's the way it goes. Increase in insolence and impudence, irresponsibility, unbridled irresponsibility on the part of authorities. Centers of learning turning into body houses. I think of uh, <laughs> O'Show's wild dance parties. Destitutes, although O'Show's a pretty good guy. Destitutes, although he made a lot of harm too. Mm. Destitutes begging, truth abandoned, wisdom is putrid, <laughs> dirty, you know, false wisdom. The pious are despised. Yes, indeed. Uh, the young insult the old. Family break up with mutual recriminations and shameless leadership. Lack of scholars. Succession of troubles and evil decrees. A succession on and on and on and on. Yeah. This was predicted 3,000 years ago or something like that or 2,000 or 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. Famines, mutual denunciations, epidemics of terrible diseases, poverty, scarcity, Cursing, blaspheming, international confrontations of nations provoking and fighting each other. Yes, right. A time of suffering that, in short, will make it look as if God, GD, Logos, were asleep. (laughs) Um, Well, it looks like that, but uh, the Logos is still here. Uh, And so, um, it seems to have been unavoidable. Isn't that great? This uh, chainsaw uh, sound hasn't happened for ever, nearly ever. It hardly ever happens. But it happens right now. You can be damn sure that was inspired from the dark side. Absolutely. Because this is a useful talk, and this will be heard in the future. So this is what we've had to deal with here for you in the future who are listening in. So then... 2 Thessalonians 2, um, from the Berean Study Bible, the chapter section on the man of lawlessness. Uh, uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, and this is again their translation, and I want to go to the interlinear a little bit, uh, and then to Timothy 4. So the Berean translation, which is pretty good, Um, but none of these translations are perfect. Let no one deceive you in any way, for it will not come, meaning the day of the Lord, the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Very totally comparable to Messiah, for sure. Let no one deceive you in any way, for it will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness, Anomi, the son of destruction, is revealed. He will oppose and exalt himself above every so-called God or object of worship. So he will seat himself in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. This is the notion of an antichrist or Dajjal. Five, do you not remember that I told you these things while I was still with you? And you know what is now restraining him so that he may be revealed at the proper time. Uh, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now restrains it will continue until he's taken out of the way. So there's a deliberate restraint 
and then deliberate removal of the restraint. And that's what we see now. A deliberate, logoic removal of the restraint on unbridled negativity. Certainly top-down. And uh, more and more people are um, acquiring a demonic or astral uh, infestation, unfortunately. So removal of restraint equals unbridled or, or manifestation of unbridled evil and negativity, service to self. That's part of what's happening. It's not all of what's happening, but it's part, it's part of, it's, it's the main basis of what distresses us. I mean, there's good and bad, but we normally don't worry about the good because it doesn't um, generate, um, doesn't generate trouble, right? I never think about all the beautiful trees because I'm listening to the chainsaw. <laughs> it, yeah, anyway. Uh, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now restrains it will continue until he, that restrainer, is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. So, apocalypto, right? The, res- the revelation uh, of negativity in its full form. That's what's happening now. Delegitimization of many institutions of human authority when they're revealing their real face, taking the gloves off taken off the mask. And then the lawless one will be revealed (laughs) whom the Lord Jesus will slay with the breath of his mouth and annihilate by the majesty of his arrival. Nine. The coming of the lawless one will be accompanied by the workings of Satan, Satana. (laughs) That's just dandy. With every kind of power, sign, and false wonder, and with every wicked deception directed against those who are perishing, because they refuse the love of the truth that would have saved them. How many humans have refused love of truth? Many, many, many. They don't even know what they're doing. They have no idea what they've become. They have no idea where they're from and where they're going. No idea. How do you help them? I don't know. In the end, I think you're just going to have to reabsorb them into Atman. For this reason, God will send them a powerful delusion so that they believe the lie. Yeah. In order that judgment may come upon all who have disbelieved the truth and delighted in wickedness. So, wicked deception directed against those who are perishing. Mm. Deception against the perishing. Um, a powerful delusion of the dishonest, the dishonest or the non-seeking trapped in delusion. Yeah, right. Uh, So that judgment may come upon all who've disbelieved. Judgment comes upon all, meaning there's life review. I mean, you know, there's a heavy-handedness to this language um, in all the desert religions. There's a heavy-handedness in their teaching. But yes, there is judgment after death. (laughs) Duh, it's called life review. And um, souls will have to live with it. So if you die and leave, leave here with integrity, trusting what should be trusted, uh, knowing what should be known, um, all's well. And if we, for those particularly who have refused the love of truth, right? How much do you love the truth? 
deliberately refuse love of truth, deliberately refuse to seek love, wisdom, over countless lifetimes, um, they will have greater dukkha and pain in their future, and they have no idea about it. And so, again, uh, conditions of the end times. And it it's, again, should not, it, it appears that it um, couldn't have been otherwise. And so, uh, let me just see if there's something here I want to take from the etymology. Mm-mm-mm. Again, the operative phrase here is agapen tes alities and it's on the archive.org channel uh, pronounced spoken vocalized by by a native speaker of the greek uh love of truth agapen tes alities uh that's the key and that's the basis of trust and and uh living in and leaving with integrity if we live in integrity, we'll leave with integrity. If we trust what should be trusted and love truth enough, then it'll all be um, settled. And that's, the, that's survival. The survival of integrity based in knowing what we believe and how well our beliefs conform to universal principles, conforming our personal values to universal principles as much as possible, um, and trusting that in some sense what we're facing couldn't have been otherwise. So then, 2 Timothy 4, (laughs) it's just great how this works, you know? Negativity does its thing, and uh, weak minds are manipulated. And th- this is a planet full of weak minds. Absolutely. And so they will be manipulated to whatever is maximal harm that they can be a proxy for as it can be, unfortunately. So, 2 Timothy 4, 3. For the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine. But with itching ears, this is Berean again, they will gather around themselves teachers to suit their own desires. I don't want to believe it. I believe it. I like what I believe. They will bring on teaching, adopt teachings and teachers and um, views to suit their personal feelings and desires. So they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, mythology. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, which really just means be true to yourself and um, speak, you know, be in conformity with right speech. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, this is Yeshua, and the, the... uh, etymology or interlinear is a little bit better than this translation. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, 
which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who crave his appearing. So, um, teaching on end times seeking, which is a seeking of uh, personal desires fulfillment, and um, the degradation of spiritual teaching and religious teaching to suit personal feeling and sentiment and preference. Uh, but the importance of sober, <laughs> be sober in all things. And so looking at the um, interlinear uh, there will be for a time meaning this is of a time <laughs> what we're going you know there's so much can be taken from the uh, interlinear that than any of these translations uh, there will be for a time for some time uh, a time when Sound teaching, um, sound actually is uh, hygienosis, it's hygienic, <laughs> uh, meaning clean, clean teaching, teaching that doesn't um, strengthen personal distortion, doesn't strengthen uh, deviance, another D word of any sort, teaching that um, is Sound to green, blue, indigo is pure and clean to the heart of developing green, blue, indigo. You know? Taking the personal to the transpersonal to the universal. Uh, this is uh, hygienic. Uh, so a time when sound teaching uh, is not, <laughs> will not endure... But according to their own desires or them, to themselves, according to their own desires, they'll gather around them to themselves teachers, uh, teachers associated with what they want to hear. They, having an itching ear, <laughs> an itching ear, and from indeed hearing the truth, they'll turn away. Um, and that turning away is apostasy. It's apostre. Apostrepsusin. Apostrepsusin. This is, they will turn away. But actually, it's on a kind of apostasy. It's a turning away from the universal. Uh, back to um, distorted personal seeking, not non distorted uh, universal seeking. And then they'll turn away unto them and then go to myths, mythos. They will be turned aside. You, however, be sober. And that word is nepe. Sober in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of the evangelist. You jandalistu. The ministry and carry out. And so, this word, um, nepe, nefe, I am sober, uh, also means I am calm and vigilant. Uh, circumspect, careful, of uncertain affinity to abstain from wine, <laughs> to be discreet. So the importance of being careful, uh, abstaining rightly from what's harmful. It might be not watching TV news. <laughs> it might be not watching TV at all. It might be not watching something. On the other hand, one has to be very um, flexible about that. So this word being sober is very useful. <laughs> 
uh, careful, deliberate, uh, vigilant, uh, not paranoid, of course. Paranoid is an excess of that. Uh, the importance of being sober at this point in history. Uh, and that's, uh, I, I did a talk on sober, sobriety, and gravity. It's very important. So, um, <laughs> yes, it's wearing me down having to listen to that. So, uh, that may be, let me see what the time is. That may be enough. Not every talk has to be an hour and ten minutes. Uh, by this understanding of sober, uh, nepe is the Greek, um, deliberate, careful, vigilant, alert, um, properly restraining, properly avoiding, um, not, not falling into despair or elation not presuming that this will all be over tomorrow or I'm going to suffer uh, the worst of all um, for sure. It's not true. It's not clear. It's not, it's not known, actually, exactly what e each individual will experience in the next, in, for the rest of our lifetime or in the next few years. We don't know. Uh, that kind of chainsaw disruption will be a feature in the environment uh, continually or regularly. Um, and stupid humans who don't know any better. Uh, stupid humans who don't know any better are everywhere. And that's the face of God. <laughs> Put that together. And, and you know... Uh, that's that. That's what it means to endure affliction. Gautama saying, "Patient endurance." Shanti, shanti, shanti. Shanti don't mean shit in paradise. It's shanti in purgatory that really means something. <laughs> you know, enduring affliction or being patient and sober, um, accepting what can't be changed. Um, being of good cheer, holding uh, rightful trust and integrity. Uh, this is a great work. And uh, we can, what, what matters can survive. We can um, make sure of the survival of what's essential which is of the qualities of integrity and authenticity and remaining true to who we know we are, what we know we value, core principles. Uh, and then we will have many decisions to make. And uh, we don't know what we'll be facing. Uh, we shouldn't expect the worst. We shouldn't expect... Um, uh, salvation in the morning. <laughs> Something like that. So, I think that's sober. Uh, but from this view, I'm, I may or may not do another week on this. Eschatology, end times um, discussion is critical. Uh, I think the takeaway, some of the summation here is um, 
it seems that it couldn't have been otherwise. Uh, it, despite best efforts of uh, servers, right, wanderers, adepts, confederation, and despite their mistakes as well, the confederation, their, their naive approach, um, despite or because of the setting of the veiling, despite or because of the settings of the quarantining, um, it, 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 it has, it, it couldn't have been other than it is, it seems. And, um, by the way, um, there really is a possibility of war in two fronts, uh, Russia going, being provoked, red lines crossed, broken, provoked to go into Ukraine, and likewise China into Taiwan. This is very possible. And, um, it doesn't mean the end of the world. Some people will die, some people won't die. Uh, some people will have terrible suffering, some people will not. There you go. It's, uh, even the end of the world is not the end of our life. And I don't expect the end of the world either. Um, as to how long we'll be here, who can say? You know? One should be ready to, um, receive the, uh, the return, <laughs> uh, of the owner of the field at any time. Um, like a thief in the night, right? More like um, like a bolt of lightning. Um, we should be prepared to uh, face whatever we have to face and leave when it's time to leave. Meanwhile, um, we shouldn't assume the worst or dire doom destruction either. I'm no, I am absolutely sure that that chainsaw will stop once the lecture stops. But, you know, that's how it goes. So, um, I think that's enough for today. Uh, I think you get the point. And um, it's an important discussion. So, please take good care of yourselves. And see you next week. And good night.